Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. cannot teach chemistry. That is not true. It's literally happening in schools every day. I just needed an opening. On top of that, it is an accurate statement when referring to that magic stardust two performers need to captivate an audience. We have seen this time and time again too. Austin and The Rock, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker, Ricardo and Omega. These guys found the mysterious link to create instant classics and who we're about to talk about were never even given the chance. So I'm Simon from What Culture. Please do hit that subscribe button. And this is 10 wrestlers who had electric chemistry and did nothing with it. Number 10, Sable and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Steve Austin was the most popular guy during the Attitude Era. There's no argument there. He broke records and turned individuals into fans of wrestling, and his place in the history books is there for life. On the other side of this, though, the most popular female performer was easily Sable. Not only was she part of many segments that pushed the envelope, she also found ways to changed the game like her now famous Playboy cover issue, it was one of the best-selling iterations ever. It made sense they would have some interaction on Raw, and it did happen. On one occasion, Austin went looking for a tag team partner, and yes, accidentally walked in on Sable getting dressed, and yes, she grabbed an Austin 316 t-shirt to cover herself up. Even in this mini moment, they sounded like a real couple as they started to argue about what had just happened. And this was true again in 1998 when the Rattlesnake stormed to the ring to save Sable from being humiliated by Vince McMahon. I'm sure he mostly did this to be up the boss, but still. A week later, they did an interview together, and once again, there was something there. Stone Cold even made her break character and laugh live on air. The rumors have always been that Austin didn't want to do anything like this long term as he didn't think it fit into how the bionic redneck would act, and he should just go out there and kick some ass. He was likely right. This was definitely a missed opportunity. Number 9, Booker T and Eddie Guerrero. In the run-up to WrestleMania 21, WWE filmed a bunch of skits parodying famous movie scenes, and they were really good. The highlight to many was Booker T and Eddie Guerrero's take on Pulp Fiction, complete with a Mania ticket reveal, and Eddie asking Booker if he knew what they call the biggest show of the year in France. You could tell straight away that these two enjoyed working together in this capacity, and it made sense. They were kind of identical to one another. Both Booker and Eddie were deadly serious when they got in the ring but had no issue being absolute goofs outside of it. We never got to see if this could have resulted in some sort of tag team run or singles feud though as it was just never on the cards. They rarely interacted on Raw or Smackdown and in hindsight this was a huge faux pas. Number 8, Rey Mysterio and Shawn Michaels. I mean, this one seems obvious, does it not? Two of the best in-ring wrestlers ever. There is no way they wouldn't have lit up the world with joy. Somehow they only fought twice on TV, and even one of those wasn't planned. It came on the tragic Eddie Guerrero tribute show in November 2005, with the reason being this would be their first encounter. It was awesome because of course it was, and naturally Rey won, but the other talking point was the heartbreak kid selling of the 619 was like he'd been shot. Five years later, 
later they got to do a rerun on an episode of SmackDown just before Michaels retired, but let's face it. This should have been a WrestleMania match at some point in between. Who the hell knows why it wasn't? Number 7, The Rock and Eddie Guerrero. Eddie is back, which proves how good he was, and yes, way back on Raw in 2002, he did indeed cross paths with The Rock. Everything here was just awesome too. The Great One had just secured another world title after returning to the company following a sabbatical, and Guerrero had done the same. Whereas The Rock was making movies though, Eddie was on his redemption tour after getting himself clean, which did result in his rehiring. They tore it up even before fighting with their ridiculous segments and promos during the build, and when they did have the match, it quite ironically rocked. Rocky won after the people's elbow, but still, Guerrero shone throughout. The Rock even mentioned this on an Instagram post in 2019 when he spoke about how much he enjoyed it. So again, why the flub didn't we do it more? Number 6, Shawn Michaels and Sonny. Even though it was brief, Shawn Michaels and Sonny were always money when they appeared on screen. I mean, the rumor has always been that they were sleeping together, so that would be a huge reason as to why, but still, what they do behind the scenes is their business. It really was a case of them being on similar paths too. Michaels was a heartthrob in the 90s, with Sonny being his female equal, and who at one point was the most downloaded celebrity on the internet. They did cross paths here and there with HBK making out with her when she was the manager of the Smoking Guns, and when she interviewed him at the One Night Only pay-per-view, you could see they liked each other just go and watch it, Michaels isn't exactly subtle about what was going on. You would assume this never made it into a proper story because Sonny was dating Chris Candido, and there is enough controversy in wrestling as it is, we don't need to make any more. Number 5, CM Punk and Edge. CM Punk and Edge were masters of their craft. They both got better as the years ticked on, and yet despite being in the same company from 2006 to 2011, they barely did anything together. You tell me. The worst part was, when they did have tiny run-ins, it was obvious there was something there. A cutting edge segment in 2007 before the Money in the Bank match at WrestleMania 23 saw them have an intense stare down, and a year later, Punk used his briefcase to cash in on the rated R superstar and win the world title. It was short as ever, but Edge sold this GTS like he was dead. We needed more. We did get a proper match as we were heading to bragging rights in 2010, which the fans loved, but as it was into promotional warfare, we never got an ending. Raw and SmackDown superstars just invaded. I doubt it's ever going to happen now, but Punk did congratulate Edge on his abs recently on Twitter. <laughs> so at least we've got that. Number 4, Chris Jericho and The Undertaker. This one is nuts. Even though they were both in the WWE for ages, Chris Jericho and The Undertaker never had a proper feud. I don't get it either. And it's not like this would have sucked because the dead man always had his better matches with smaller guys and Jericho was one of the best. And it was almost as if WWE enjoyed teasing it more. They had their first bout in 2009 on SmackDown where Taker won after Hell's Gate and another no DQ contest in 2010 was won by Jericho. But even Le Champion thinks this was stupid. He has been very vocal that it should have come to pass, although really it came down to the fact they were mostly on different brands. Even then, when has that ever stopped WWE? We should have found a way. Number 3, CM Punk and Mickey James. Before they made it to WWE, CM Punk and the then Alexis Lurie were trying to find their way to the big time. It's a story of every aspiring wrestler, but given where these two ended up, there is more to it. As far back as 2003 in TNA, they had some interaction and showed a spark of something, an idea that gathered momentum when they were put in Raven's The Gathering Group. It was a knockoff of WCW's flock, but the highlight was Punk and Mickey James's chemistry. When they did get the WWE call, it seemed like somebody had picked up on this too because James managed Punk on a Sunday Night Heat episode in 2005. That didn't last very long. Didn't even make it to air. Mickey chatted about this on Instagram as well where she pondered what would have happened if the powers that be had run with this. But alas, we will never know. 
Not that it really matters. They both had pretty good careers. Number two, Finn Balor and AJ Styles. In an alternative universe, Finn Balor is the main guy on Raw, AJ Styles is the main guy on SmackDown, and a new era of WWE has arrived. That kind of happened, I suppose, but not really. The history was there too, as both have been the leader of New Japan's Bullet Club where they became such stars, WWE knew they had to be signed. This happened and instantly fans anticipated a feud for the obvious reasons, something that hit overdrive when they were both on the main roster in 2016. WWE teased the shit out of this too, but never did anything more. We had so many backstage moments where it was just wink wink nod nod to the audience, but that was that. The only reason we got Styles vs. Balor at TLC 2017 is because other plans fell by the wayside. It was meant to be Finn vs. Bray Wyatt, but when the Eater of Worlds got sick, the change was made. Unsurprisingly, they had an absolute banger, and at some point, please can we do it properly. Number 1. Owen Hart and Shawn Michaels This one should have happened, and we had everything in place to do so. We all know the story of the screw job and Owen Hart returning as the Black Heart, but politics soon ate all that up and spat it out. It sucked. This one hurt, though, because we had seen what the deal was. A title versus title match in October 1997 was fire and ended in no contest, which suggested that Owen may be about to be given something, but then that was kind of it. This was the equivalent of winning the lottery and then burning the cash. What are we doing? Jim Ross tried to explain on his podcast this was just how Vince McMahon saw Owen compared to Brother Brett, but again, just look what was going on in the stupid ring. The youngest heart will forever be on the they should have won the WWE title list, and his tragic death in 1999 will forever be one of the darkest days in professional wrestling. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.